Here's Charlene Steinkamp. Your spouse was tempted by the devil. What can you do? Your spouse was tempted by the devil, has been tempted by the devil. What can you do? There are marriages around the world that have spouses tempted by the devil, by the enemy, and there are millions and millions of marriages that are falling apart into destruction from separation to divorce to another marriage, and on and on it goes. And the enemy is laughing at us all because we do not know what to do. What can we do? That's where I was 18 years ago. What can I do? I went to pastors. I went to counselors. I went to everybody to get their opinion. And they gave me all their opinion. No one opened up the word of God. And I went for the escape clause. I divorced my husband. And yes, in the midst of me divorcing my husband, my Lord God loved me enough to not give up on me for my disobedience. And he kept talking to me even though I was not even hearing him. Even though I was going to church, even though I kept seeking so many people to get healing and to get the bomb of Gilead that I needed, which was from him, but I didn't know where to go. But the Lord loved me and has mercy and grace, and he touched me. After the divorce, so many people say, if I get divorced, then it's it. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when the Lord touches you. It matters that he touches you. And he gives you a direction. He speaks to you. He guides you. He directs your footsteps. I want you to know that your spouse has been tempted by the devil, by the enemy, by Satan. The same as in Genesis, as Eve was tempted by the enemy and by the devil. She succumbed to that. She didn't know how to fight the fight. But God sent his son. And he says, I'm going to send the Messiah. I'm going to send my only son to pay the price and shed his blood on the cross. Because our Lord Jesus Christ has paid the price, we do not have to give in to the temptations of the devil. Your spouse does not have to live by torment and live in sin for the rest of their life. There are things that we can do. And there's things that you need to do. We need to never, never, never give up. We need to stand in the gap for our spouse and for our loved ones forever. Would you give up on somebody that is sinking would you not throw them the rope and do everything to save them? See, I know that the Lord is telling us to stand in the gap. But we're not wanting to pay the price. And we're going to talk about that tonight. Hosea 4, 6, I want to open up with. My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. And I failed my spouse. I failed myself. I failed my children. I failed my family. I failed and had to go to my mother and father-in-law after our divorce and ask them to forgive me for not trusting 
in God to restore our marriage, to rebuild our marriage. Yes, my spouse was deceived. Yes, my spouse was living in sin. Yes, my spouse had problems. But God had a plan and a purpose that was far greater than I could ever hope and imagine. And this is what you need to hear tonight. Your spouse has been tempted by the devil, but the devil has been defeated by the Lord Jesus Christ, by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he has given us power over the devil. And we need tonight to study about how that the Lord God can do anything. And we have the power to do it. Turn to Matthew 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, then throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. Satan tempted Jesus by using the word of God. Do you know the word of God? I did not know the word of God. That is why I divorced my spouse. I did not know all the scriptures about marriage. I knew the one that everybody kept telling me, the escape clause due to adultery, you need to divorce them. That's not what the word says. Do you see that men and women, family and friends, and church people and everyone may paraphrase Scripture? But I warn you, and I plead with you, and I beg you to not just listen to paraphrasing of Scripture, but go to the Word of God and read the before and the after and the whole chapter of Scripture that you will know the context it is in. Our marriages are in destruction. They're in a crisis. We have a cancer of divorce around the world. If we had a disease that was destroying as many people as divorce is, we would have everybody doing something about it. But because it is divorce and because we have the freedom of doing whatever we want and because we have not turned our hearts toward God, we are destroying two spouses, but we're destroying children, mothers and fathers, and mothers and father-in-laws, aunts, uncles, cousins, and we can go on from generation. If you would ever to put on a blackboard and you would put your husband and your wife 
and you would put their family and your family, the genealogy, and you would put your children and see how many people it is going to affect. How many of you have divorced somewhere in your family? We all now have divorce in our family because it's such an epidemic. And I am asking you, your spouse has been tempted by the devil. What can you do? There's many things that you and I need to do. Number one is we need to know the word of God. Jesus knew the word of God, even though the devil was distorting and paraphrasing and not telling the word of God in the true context. I'm saying to you, you need to start today to read the Bible through in a year or two years. I don't care when you start, if it's in January or if it's in June, start reading the Bible. I don't care if it's three or four chapters a day, if it's two chapters a day, but you need to discipline yourself. You know what? We become a very lazy society. And we Christians, I would say, are probably the lazier part of the society. We can have men and women of all ages go to college and graduate with master's degrees and all these other degrees. We can have children at three, four, five, six years old learn computers. But we, as a Christian society, cannot learn and memorize the Word of God. And there's more power in the word of God than there is in any other word. And so we need to know the word of God. We need to have it in our hearts. You need to play it on a CD. You need to sing songs with it. You need to teach your children the word of God. I know that our grandchildren at four years old are memorizing a scripture a week in school. Well, we're pathetic because we adults do not memorize a scripture a week. Oh, Charlene, you're a little being harsh tonight. Yes, because we have divorce as an epidemic and we're destroying our marriages and our families. And I think we need to get serious about fighting the devil. We need to get serious about saying, what can I do? There's a lot you can do. You can be an example to everybody else that you are around. Everybody else. You can be the lighthouse in the darkness of this world in where you work and where you go to church and where you go to the doctor. If you have to say divorce, say, I'm praying for a miracle in my marriage. You need to proclaim it before it even happens. Do not walk down defeated and discouraged and depressed because we do not radiate our victory in our Lord Jesus Christ. We radiate nothing but gloom and doom. Well, who wants to be a Christian if you radiate gloom and doom every day? We need to say, I know that I know that I know my marriage is going to be healed. I know that when the Lord told me like he told this man that we shared a testimony tonight, that when he was in a coma, God spoke to him. When he got out of the coma, the Lord brought another person, a physician, to say, you know what? You cannot take drugs anymore. It's going to kill you. God is going to send a messenger to your spouses one way or another. Do you believe in the power of your God? 
And if you do, then you cannot doubt that God has been speaking over and over and over again. And you need to pray specifically, directly, as if you had a board. And if you had a nail and you had a hammer in your hand, you would keep hitting that nail to get it go into the board completely. You would not stop halfway. If you had a hammer in your hand and you needed to break a rock in half, you would keep hammering it and hitting it over and over till it shattered the rock that you're trying to break. You have a rock that it needs to be broken. It is your spouse's heart that has become hard-hearted. And you need to pray like a beam of light. The more you pray, the more you claim the word of God, the when you pray, it says that in the Revelation that there are prayers of in bowls of heaven. It says that if you pray, God will move. Well, God says, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So if the Lord is saying to you, your prayers are really going to move mountains. And it says in the Bible that mountains can melt as wax. Then if you believe all that, then we need to know the word of God. We need to stand on the word of God. And we need to believe in the word of God. So you need to know the word. You need to believe in the word. And then you need to stand on the promises of God. What are the promises of God? Do you know that your Bible has thousands of promises of God? But do you know them? See, I did not know the promises of God. I did not believe in the word of God to believe that God can move anything, let alone heal my marriage. I believe my Lord as a savior only to get me to heaven. I believe that if I was to die, I'd get to heaven because I believed for my salvation. But I did not believe that I had a personal relationship. I've heard about it. I heard him talk about it. I prayed to him every day. But I had a one-way road of communication. It was a one-way of talk only and sign out, Lord, bless my day. Gone. Amen. That was it. I never waited in the presence of the Holy Spirit that he would even utter a word to me or speak to me or talk to me. I didn't even know that God could speak to me. Me, Charlene, who was so broken, so destroyed, who failed so badly as a wife, who didn't know what to do or how to do or how to pray for my husband. And that's what Bob wants to share and what we're trying to share for the last 13, 14 years. God does speak. God does speak to the prodigals. He's not given up on your spouse. He's not given up on your marriage. He's not given up on your children. And he can heal, restore, and rebuild your marriage. But you need to know the word of God. And you need to know that the enemy is going to try to deceive you discourage you and make you look at your circumstances and you need to know the word of God you need to believe in the word of God and stand on the promises of God and let's go to Psalm 3 8 we need 
to read the Bible every day. And I challenge you that one psalm and one proverb is not enough. I'm going to tell you today, you need to read a New Testament. You need to read the red in the Bible. You need to read what the Lord Jesus Christ said to his disciples, because we are to be disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to walk the walk that he's challenged us to walk in. You cannot have the Lord speak to you unless you read the word of God. See, he's going to speak through his holy word. He gave us the Bible as a book of instructions to give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding. But the devil has made us so busy and so preoccupied going to counselors and friends and pastors and going around to take surveys that we never went to the Lord Jesus Christ. We've never gone to God the Father. We've never gone to the greatest counselor of all. We forget that we have the Holy Spirit in us to guide us and direct us every day of our lives. We need to know that in Psalm 3.8 it says, From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. From the Lord comes deliverance. Right there, you guys need to be shouting, He is going to do the deliverance. It's not what you say or what you are going to try to manipulate to happen. It is not that. The Lord does not need any of your help. He needs you to do one thing, pray. That's all he's asking you to do. I'm not asking you to go do all manipulation with your spouse. I'm asking you to just trust me. Allow me to show you what I want you to do. And he will speak to you. He will show you. And then you'll learn the promises of God. From the Lord comes deliverance. And we need to know that God wants to save all of his children. Matthew 4 verse 7. It says don't test the Lord. And let's go to Deuteronomy 6. Verses 16 to 19. Do not test the Lord your God as you did at Massa. Be sure to keep the commands of the Lord your God and the stipulation and decrees he has given you. Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight so that it may go well with you and you may go in and take over the good land that the Lord promised on oath to your forefathers. He's saying to you, you need to follow my commandments and you need to go back to the Ten Commandments. Well, you know one of the Ten Commandments is? Do not commit adultery. So, you know, right there, that's a good commandment. Do not steal. That's a good commandment. Do not put anything before your God. God is a jealous God. And I know that there are many people like me that put your spouse or your children before God. And we need to say, Lord, forgive us. In fact, we cannot put our marriage restoration before our Lord God. He says, don't plead and beg and spend more time pleading and begging than you are spending time praising and worshiping me. Do not put me at the second or third class. Put me first. He's a jealous God. And he says, don't test the Lord. In Deuteronomy 6, same scripture, it's in Matthew for verse 10, it said, Fear and worship the Lord your God. Serve him only. In Deuteronomy 6, verse 12, Be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, 
out of the land of slavery. Fear the Lord your God. Serve him only and take your oath in his name. Do not follow other gods, the gods of the people around you. For the Lord your God, who is among you, is a jealous God. And his anger will burn against you. And he will destroy you from the face of the land. So it's telling you, we need to put the Lord God first in our lives. And we need to understand that. We need to go to Matthew 4, 17, near the end of the chapter. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. If our spouses had known this, they would not be in the situation they are in right now. They need to ask forgiveness of their sins every day. They need to repent, confess their sins, and turn from their wicked ways. That is one of the things that Jesus said that he came to worship the Lord your God and to serve him, but he came that people would repent and turn from their wicked ways. John the Baptist said, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Jesus was coming that they would be able to confess their sins and that he would baptize them with water. But Jesus was going to baptize them with the Holy Spirit. We need to confess our sins each and every day. But we need to know that we need to confess our sins daily. You know what? There are times that we pray, but you may not ask the Lord to forgive you. But the Lord wants you to be cleansed. He wants you to be clean. White as snow every day and not the devil get some leeway and his foot inside the door. You know, when you have sin in your life, the door is opened ajar with the devil putting his foot in there and saying, I made you do that. And you're not going to repent of it. And you're not going to repent of what you said to your spouse that you shouldn't have said or what you said at work that you shouldn't have said to somebody or what you did. And the Holy Spirit's dealing with you and you just stuff it down. Well, that is exactly what happened to your spouse. Your spouse was tempted. Maybe as a child, as Bob's story goes, is that he was exposed as a child. We Christians have got to stand up for the holiness of God. We need to say, you know what? I need to be different. I need to be different than all my friends. I need to be different from all my family. I'm asking God to do a big miracle in my family. You may need restoration of your marriage, whatever the miracle may be. If you're asking God to do a big miracle, you need to be cleansed and holy as well as you can be. Now, you're going to fail every day, but the Lord's going to teach you. And he's going to say, I'm going to make you more like me each and every day. Bob and I are talking about a word just recently, and it's actually two words that we're using. And it's the holiness of God that we need to have, and we need to have integrity. Because you know what? When you turn on the TV and you start listening to people, they stretch the truth into this way and that way and every way. We need to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. And we need to quit flavoring it to make it sound bigger or better or whatever. And we don't need 
to flavor about and talk about our spouses and and make it you wouldn't believe what they're doing no you need to say you need to pray for me pray for them if you had a spouse who is diagnosed with cancer today, would you not get on the phone and call your church and your pastor and your people and say, pray for my spouse who has cancer. He's going to die. Your spouse has got cancer of sin and they're going to die in hell if they don't repent. And we need to be burdened and concerned and just overwhelmed with grief of what the devil has done to your spouse and done to your family. I can tell you from personal testimony and from us being in the ministry as many years as we have been, the devil is not going to stop just at your spouse. He's going after you, your children. Children will be in rebellion. One of your children may get pregnant. It doesn't matter. The devil will try every trick. We have children that have cancer. We have everything in this ministry, and it is from Satan himself trying to destroy your family in whatever way he can. We need to be like Jesus and know the word of God and not give up. We need to know the word of God. We need to believe in the word of God. We need to stand on the promises of God. And my question for you today, are you willing to pay the price for the restoration of your marriage? You've been listening to Charlene Steinkamp. You can write the Steinkamps at P.O. Box 10548, Papano Beach, Florida, 33061. The Steinkamps also invite you to visit their website at rejoiceministries.org.